Hey, we appreciate you listening to the Movie Propcast, and we just want to let you know you can find us on the old social media, at Movie Propcast on Instagram and even TikTok. Yes, there's some stuff going on over there. And if you're feeling particularly generous, it's okay, you don't have to, but on Patreon.com, you can find us, Movie Propcast, there as well. That's a fun little place where you can get some exclusive content. But okay, enough about that. I'm going to get out of the way, and uh, we hope you enjoy the episode. Pontiac, GMC, Chevrolet. <laughs> I forgot one. Oh no, that was all three. That was all three that really popped up. GM, yeah, 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 yeah. GM and and Hasbro give you Transformers, the movie propcast, directed by Michael Bay. But Brought but also br- by us. Justin Rob Doyle. <laughs> us. And yeah, yeah, I was getting there. No, I no, I cut there. you off. I was like, just say <laughs> us. It's ours. This is our podcast. I want it. I want it now, we need Daddy. The money. We need the money. Yes. Well, well, we're actually not going to get paid for that, by the way. And this is real. This is the beginning of the podcast, and we're so sorry that you had to sit through that. But no, we're doing the Transformers movie from 2007, the Shia LaBeouf edition, which to me, and obviously we'll get into these takes a little bit later, I only consider the Shia LaBeouf Transformers actual Transformers movies. All other Transformers movies mean nothing. They're not even real to me. They don't exist. Uh, I don't know where you fair stand take. on that. I don't know where. That's a fair take. Okay. I mean, I got enjoyment out of the Mark Wahlberg movies, but it's enjoyment you get. Like, you go to a movie to be enjoyed. Mm. Like, that. that's it. Were they on the same level? No. Were they at par? Eh. Nope. They weren't. All right. So, listen. We're not going to talk about those movies. We're never going to say Mark Wahlberg for the rest of this podcast. Promise me we don't do that. But. I don't I don't know if I could go <sighs> 50 minutes without saying Mark Wahlberg. There it is. True. Dang, dude. All right. You're ruining, you're ruining this for me. I don't want to <laughs> talk about it. We're talking about the original. 2007 Transformers, and before we get into our thoughts, our draft of the props from this one, because there are a lot, I think we'll be doing four picks apiece towards the end here after we talk about the movie. There's a lot of props, there's a lot of CGI, and I was a lot of like sleuthing trying to figure out which what was real and what wasn't. What was tangible props and what was like just a, a, just a, I don't even know. At some points you couldn't even tell what was actually happening. But before we dive into that, at Movie Propcast, you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. We do throw a tweet out every once in a while. If you want to get up to date, we'll spoon feed you the links to uh, our podcast when we release them. And we're on TikTok as well. You can find us. And we're on YouTube. You can watch full video podcasts of this show. Go search YouTube for The Movie Propcast. Hit us with the subscribe. And Tyler, you'd be mad at me if I didn't say it, but smash the little bell there. Hit that little bell. Little ding. Ding, ding. Uh, okay, no, I'm excited. I, I nominated this movie. I wanted to do something big, right? And this is like, when I think blockbuster film, you think, yes. I, I mean, I think Transformers and Michael Bay just abusing your eyes with explosions and flames. So watching this movie, I was like, one, you, you go in and you know what you're getting. And at this point, Michael Bay had been a big director. Like every a lot of people had seen Bad Boys or The Rock and stuff like that. But when I think this movie is what made Michael Bay like a verb. Yeah. Like after this movie, people are like, oh, they Michael Bayed it because I don't think any of his movies had the level of destruction and explosions <laughs> that this movie had. Well, yeah, like he became he he became like a film style after this movie. Yeah, almost like uh, obviously the Fast and the Furious movies were not like this in the beginning. He was obviously like this right away in the Transformers franchise. But as the franchise moves along, it gets even more and more ridiculous. Like we said, the the sequels that keep coming out, 
are just insane. And I think we actually lost him for a couple of these sequels, too. I don't think he was on those other ones. <laughs> Again, I'm not supposed he, to be talking about them. I know I just broke he, my rules. He did movies one through five, and then he, he was gone after that. He directed one through five. That's a dang shame. Thanks, shame. Okay, look, at first, obviously back in 2007 when I first saw this, my mouth was agape. I'm like, this is insane. It's crazy. There's so much going on. It's an adrenaline rush the entire time. Like, That's nonstop. why your mouth was agape was the action? Yes. Yeah, just okay. only the action. There was literally no other reason. There, there weren't. They definitely weren't ticking any other boxes for, oh, uh, for a young, young two different teenage boy. That, <laughs> they definitely didn't do any of that. But no, obviously we could get into the cast and everything like that, but there were a lot of actual smaller characters in this film that went on to have, and actors at the time, that went on to have some amazing careers. But yeah, I mean, specific, I don't want to call anybody out, but I mean, like, is anybody coming to mind for you? I forgot who was in this movie. Like, Bernie Mac's cameo. Oh, bro. Okay, listen. And, Bernie and, Mac. Like, <laughs> yeah, Bernie Mac is a treasure. Bernie Mac as Bobby <laughs> Bolivia, the, the car dealer. <laughs> I miss him so much. I miss Bernie I Mac. Do. I I watched that and that was like I wrote it down. As soon as I saw Bernie Mac, I was like, damn, I really miss Bernie Mac. He was so funny. I have it, yep. So funny and his just brief like we're talking like 4 minutes of screen time that he got. But it was so funny. He's just like that like that dude that's just trying to screw everybody over. He didn't even know whose car that was on the lot. He was ready to sell yeah. it. But yes, yeah, there are yeah, other I... ones. Anthony Anderson Yes, I was about he to was say. He was hilarious, like, too. Yeah. Where did he come from? Like, that, that was ridiculous. Yeah. Anthony Anderson, just his character, just he was like one of those smart guys, but like pretends like he's on your side, but is only looking out for himself at the same time. Yeah. But, like uh, He played Glenn he Whitman. Good. He was like, he wasn't really a hacker, but he was like, wasn't he a hacker? Uh, was he like I a, think, just like yeah. a... He was, quote unquote, the only person in the world who could break that code. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And he's just at his mom's place. There was so much chaos yeah. going on. Yeah. That... You know, that that chase scene through the, his mom's house where his cousin runs through the glass yeah, sliding what? door. It was like an episode of Cops. That, that escalated so, so quickly. And and I don't know why. Obviously, there's other reason. We don't know much about that character, what he was running for. But I mean, obviously, for his life, there was that many things were going on. You probably thought like anything could have happened at that time. But yeah. Yes. Anyway, yeah, Shia LaBeouf is Sam Witwicky. Megan Fox as Michaela Baines. I didn't even know she had a last name. I didn't know she had a last name either. This is the first time I'm learning this. She, Baines? <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, it's Michaela. Josh Dumel, uh, pretty early in his, I'd say, not early, I'd say in his prime, in the prime of his career. As far as, like, good I looks actor, Josh Dumel, yes. you come out of this, and I was like, that's a good looking dude. Yes, this in Win a Date with Todd Hamilton. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm probably the only male on this planet who's seen that movie. I but, Honestly, I think but, I've seen it too. I think I've seen that as oh, well. Yeah, accidentally, though. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't on purpose. No, I was dragged there. Definitely wasn't on purpose. <laughs> Tyrese Gibson in this movie, uh, kind of in the prime of like his Fast and the Furious career as well. Yeah. Uh, he did too My, fast, too furious. My wife was like, why is he the same character in all these movies? <laughs> like, why is he the bumbling, losing his mind idiot while everyone else is calm and cool character in every movie? It's true. He was definitely aggressive in this movie. I'll, I'll, I'll say yes, that. He was a little flustered. Yeah. So John Voight as Defense Secretary John Keller. John Turturro. 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 Agent Simmons. I'm gonna. I, I don't. I feel bad. I, I don't really. I'm gonna mess his last name up. But Agent Simmons in this movie. One of my favorite characters. Uh, uh, I Sector hate... Seven. I hate smarmy, I know best characters, and he did it so well, I wanted to punch him in the face this entire movie. Yeah, it was like over the top. Like, I would be like, obviously, he comes out of nowhere. He's got some authority. He's a part of the government, like a, a deep agency you don't even heard of before. But I would be okay to interact with this guy. I mean, obviously, he is really annoying. 
but he's not like stern. You know what I mean? Like he's like you could you could mess with him a little bit and get away with that. I think that's why at the point that they did in the film, obviously we're we're jumping way ahead, but they do mess with him a little bit. Like they just like yes. they're like I'm gonna get him back, and, and I think I'll be okay. And then the parents, Ron Witwicky and Judy Witwicky, the mom I was know my. The, you're loving this. The mom may be my favorite character in the movie. She was hilarious. She, every scene is hilarious. Every every scene, she said something either out loud or under her breath that was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, she was just dropping dropping gems for the entire time. And the dad was the perfect, cheap, annoying father. Like, he, he had his back, but he was also annoying, but he also wanted to protect him. Right. And I thought you were going to bring him up sooner because he feels like the exact same character from Small Soldiers. True, true. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring up Small Soldiers, all right? That may be a future episode, but... Uh, I'm I am just saying, I, I felt like... I partially think he's the reason why you picked this movie. He might be. He might be. We're a big... Uh, oh, God, I don't even remember his name. Kevin Dunn. We're big Kevin Dunn fans yes. here uh, at the movie PropCast. But he was obviously a great... Like, the balance of, like you said, just kind of not annoying, but like really like get off my lawn type, which is what he really... Yeah. He literally does that. But I, I thought it was really funny when, he, when they go to get the car that inevitably winds up being Bumblebee. He pulls into the Porsche dealership. Yeah. And, 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 and Sam's like, no, my God, no, wait, you're not... Seriously, you're not doing this. And he's like, no, I'm not. I'm not. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's, that's so dumb. Oh, sp- speaking of get off his lawn, that house... I'll come back to it later because we're going to get there. Okay, get there. all right. Before we dive into, obviously, I, I wrote down a bunch of notes. I don't know what you wrote down, but we can get into it. A lot. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> we've hit a few of them already. But a couple things uh, production-wise before this got started, Don Murphy, one of the producers, was actually planning in 2003 to create – he wanted to make a G.I. Joe film adaptation. So he, he wanted to do G.I. Joe, and it turns out that when the United States launched the, uh, their invasion of Iraq in March 2003 – Hasbro was like, actually, let's let's hold off on G.I. Joe right now. It's a little touchy. We don't really want to mess around with that. How about Transformers? And he was like, all right, fine, let's do it. And then they brought on so, the people who, who were in for that. So they invade Qatar instead or <laughs> for, for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. They're like, they still wound up. Okay, I'll get to that, too. The, the, all the military aspects of this film, obviously, it, it's still a touchy time. It was, it's 2007 when it released, but then when they were filming, obviously, a year or two before, you're not too far away from 9-11. I mean, like, that's 2001. I mean, you're just a few years off. Everyone's still, you know, there's still obviously that that scar. So moving on, I guess Michael, I, Steven Spielberg is also an executive producer on this film. And he was he was directly involved with the process of creating the film. So Michael Bay was actually asked by Spielberg in 2005 to direct the film. But Michael Bay dismissed the film as, quote, a stupid toy movie. That's what he said. What? He said, like, imagine imagine that being your initial, like, Steven Spielberg comes up to you and was like, dude, I want you to do this movie. I think it'd be great. It'd be, it'd be a lot of fun. And he just says, actually, this looks like a stupid toy movie, quote, from from Michael Bay. Do you stick He's... with him? I'd be like, dude, if you don't, no! you're not into this. You get rid of him. Yeah. You're not into this. Get out of here. But I guess he, his, he weighed his options and he wound, up, he wound up tagging on because he just wanted to work with Spielberg. Not because he loved the film. He was like, I, I, I don't, he doesn't even love Transformers like that. He's just like, I, I want to work with my guy Spielberg. I think it'll be good for my career, which it was. And then he wound up doing, he wound up doing the film. But uh, he wanted to work with Spielberg. He said he gained a new respect for the concept upon visiting Hasbro. And he said that the first draft of the film, whenever he was pitched the first draft of the film, and this is why he said it was a stupid toy movie, he also said it was, quote, too kiddie. Too kiddie. So, right. so as soon as he I... signs on, this goes back to the military, as soon as he signed on, 
his first motion was to increase the military's role in the story of Transformers. <sighs> and we get a lot of military action. We get a lot of military. It's like it's I wouldn't even say 50-50. Like it's not it's it's more it's, it's, it's more military than yeah. Sam Witwicky. Uh, yeah, like uh, Josh Duhamel had more line to the, the first like hour and a half than Megan Fox. I feel. Oh yeah, oh for sure, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So also a couple other things when they were shooting the film, uh, they they shot at the Hoover Dam and they shot at the Pentagon, which was actually the first time since the September 11 attacks that film crews were even allowed at those locations. So this wow. movie was the first time they were allowed to actually film at, at pretty much any self-respecting government location since 9/11. Which is which is pretty. I didn't realize they were that that impactful. You know, what I mean, that's a big yeah. deal for movies in general. Like they open the door back up for that, which is kind of crazy. So this is how I segue then, because I just have to talk about Sam's house. You're talking about shooting and locations. That house had like eight rooms. It looked like it was like an eight room wraparound house, two levels, a giant backyard. I don't know if they had to have been on the west coast. Right. It set an unreal expectation because you grow up and you think, oh, this is what like the domestic family looks like. It's middle class. Million dollar house. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was like, this house is way too ridiculous. Sam had his own bedroom or bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. His bedroom bedroom looked like a storage facility for summer. He had like like racks in there, like just metal racks. I'm like, what kind of bedroom is this? This is weird. I I just had to get it off my chest because... I, I honestly, I want to give Shia LaBeouf a lot of credit because uh, he, he went through a lot in the later half of his career. But um, I was watching him early on and I was thinking of his roles. And you have him as Sam. You have him as Stan, Stanley Yilnats. He is believable as just like the average kid in every movie he's in. Like, Wasn't I felt he on like, like the Hillary Duff even, oh no, was that oh, even yes. Stevens or no? no he wasn't he was even. A, Stevens. He was in, he, no, he was even. He Stevens. was okay. All right. Yeah. Yes, he was the main character. Even Stevens. Disturbia was the other. Oh, movie Disturbia was of. pretty cool. I actually, Disturbia I actually owned Disturbia. Good. That movie was that yes. was cool. So regardless of if he's the nerdy kid who gets an alien car, or the nerdy kid who's sent to dig holes, <laughs> or the nerdy kid who's put on house arrest, right? He's just believable in all those roles. He did a great job. I really like so Shia I just, LaBeouf. I, I, LaBeouf, I do, LaBeouf. I don't know how you say it, but either way, I, I do really <laughs> like him. And obviously, he's been through a lot, and he's you know he's he's made some tabloid press TMZ yes. type stuff. But I mean, whatever. Who hasn't? I honestly, made. if you've never watched it on a segue, if, and anyone watching hasn't, he he does a hot ones interview, and I gained a lot of respect. You realize like how much he's passionate about acting. Yeah, he's like a genuine student of acting, and. And entertainment, and it was actually really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely so. a big fan of his, and that's why and that's not that's the only reason why. But I feel like <laughs> after he left the Transformers franchise, and they brought in some other guy who will go unnamed because I've said I won't say it. Honestly, I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling the same connection no. because I, I I know it's about the robots at the end of the day. But when you establish the beginning with somebody, it's hard to yeah. it's hard to kind of shake that. You know what I mean? And that's yeah, especially even though the the, the third when you get into the second and the third movies. They're not that great. They're really not. No, but, no, they're just more action. But what kept me involved was the, the aspect of you know this character still, and obviously you can tolerate a ca- little character development with a little bit of, uh, and by a little bit, I mean a lot of action from Michael Bay and, and explosions <laughs> and robots. I want to say it's funny how his character in this movie and his character in Holes, like they kind of parallel a lot with like that nerdy kid with an extensive family history that drives the entire movie. It's kind of weird. I was driving and I was thinking about this movie and I was like, this is 
His character feels very similar. Like you could have easily taken he, Stan Lee is he just getting, and put him in holes. Is he just getting typecast? Is that what it is? <laughs> you may, it's just, I guess. It's just he is that yeah. that growing up. That's yeah. just like he's the guy that just fits this role, and he does it well. So I mean, obviously, he keeps getting cast for that. He kept kept getting cast for that. He's not going to get that anymore. He's he's a. A, yeah, he's a, a man He's a full-blown man, I guess, now. Yes, an adult. full man. Okay, so I, I have a bunch of notes, and I'm sitting here looking at them. I don't want to bring any of them up because they are they are kind of related to, to the props, to which the are, props? are, are okay. bountiful. Did you have anything <laughs> you wanted to hit before we uh, before we kind of got into uh, this? Just, just a handful of things. Uh, one, uh, along with Shia LaBeouf, Megan Fox killed it. I, I actually thought she was good. I know she dealt with a lot of stuff on the movie. We won't get into that. Right. For her being a strong, she wasn't a damsel in this movie. No, For her no. being like a strong, competent, independent woman in this movie who just happened to be beautiful, she did a great job. I will say uh, uh, the fact that they were in the 11th grade kind of, Oh yeah, that no. was weird. That was a little weird. I mean, there's there's always one of those in 11th grade. Yeah, though. I know. I'm just saying like it's it just, that, that was a weird time. Obviously, and the way that they... I don't know. I, when I was, I'm, a, I'm a father of a of a daughter, and yes. I'll tell you that if she's dressing like that in eleventh grade, we're we're there's there's always one. <laughs> we're gonna have a talk. All right, that's all I'm saying. As crazy <laughs> as it was, it was also realistic at the same. No, time. No, I understand. I understand. I'm just saying, <laughs> not my daughter. All right, that's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the intro to the movie, hearing that Optimus voice for the first time gave me chills i hadn't heard it in like a few years i forgot how iconic that that voice right was. i actually did not realize i mean I, I didn't really watch a lot of transformers action when i was a kid i mean at least nothing that i actually remembered but i do remember mm -hmm. watching some but the voice actor who does optimus prime in this film was the the same guy who did it all the way back in the 80s like it, i yeah. thought that was that's really cool that they would keep him on board i also found out that hugo weaving was yes, Megatron. I, I was like, well, my yeah. dude, what is this? I wonder how this timeline matches up with Lord of the Rings and the Matrix. Because at one point, Hugo Weaving was a part of every major franchise that was in movie theaters at Crushing that time. Yeah. Like, he was just rolling in money. He did eventually uh, step down from Megatron at some point. He, he didn't continue to do it throughout the, the rest of the movies. I don't know which movie he stopped, but, but they <laughs> did bring on the original... I think it was Frank Welker. They think that's what they they wound up when I looked at it. He was the original Megatron. Early, so I okay. think they did bring him on uh, towards the, for these last few movies, or, or I guess as long as that he could. But yeah, interesting voice acting choices um, for like you don't really think about that either because it's CGI and human beings, right? So you're looking at yes. actors, and then you're looking at the people voicing at the same time. That interaction can be can be kind of crazy without even realizing. I didn't even know that was Hugo Weaving when I was when I was watching it, and it literally was like maybe like a year ago like i found that mm -hmm. out i was like my god that's crazy that's my dude yeah but yeah we've this this is our this is our <laughs> second uh hugo weaving film it is yeah. oh man now everyone listening has to go back and uh and listen to the the matrix podcast so now we have two kirsten dunce and two hugo we should weaving. we are we gonna have to make a board that just says like we might have to we're, we're a big kirsten dunce uh podcast too and we're, she might be coming up in a future movie again as well so yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. This is crazy. <laughs> um, did you crazy. Did you have any gripes from this movie? Did you have any, like, specific things from this movie that you were like, I actually... I mean, granted, there, I'm, you, if you wanted to, you could sit down and beat this movie to hell because of how it is, but... Um, I got really caught up in nostalgia to even think about what I disliked, to be honest. Uh, what's Josh Duhamel's character's name in this movie? Uh, uh, Sergeant Lieutenant something. 
No, let me look it up. Uh, it's Captain <laughs> Lennox. Captain Lennox. So Captain Lennox, he's uh, he's in Qatar. He's in the Middle East. His wife just had a baby at home. He'd never held his baby. He runs into a tent at one scene because he's going to video chat his wife. The video quality that she gets from that little webcam is absolutely unreal yeah okay. that is one gripe that's i have because we she, all know it was got, that ball little crappy ball yes, webcam and you know damn little, right that's yes. like 10 that's like not even 10 meg that's 10 megapixels would be no. insane that's like one it was like four yeah. yeah like something crazy she had a 4k resolution video from that little ball webcam no way no yeah, way 100%. oh i do have a bigger gripe uh, so we did talk about how much of the military stuff was in it Ta- lennox and tyrese's character we're making a lot of calls in this movie that I don't think they had the level of power <laughs> to actually make. They were just like ordering Black Hawks around and yeah. all this stuff. Well, okay, like, he's, he is a captain, all right? You don't know what that oh, entails. It could mean he, captain of the world. You don't know. I just felt like that they were making a lot of decisions that were must have been run up the rung a few times or should have been run up i really didn't understand that scene where they're out in like the battle like out i don't know where they were but like they were dealing with that scorpion thing right yes when he's on phone and he's got like an operator and he needs a credit card i still to the after i just watched it i don't understand why they need a credit card oh because he he was it was sort of like the call and collect thing so he was in the Middle East and he was trying oh. to call the Pentagon, but he didn't have a direct line. He had to get a phone from the village. So he had to like go through the civilian route. Okay. And it was, I was yeah. just like, what is happening? Why are these actually pulling out a credit card in the Middle East? And why does he have his credit card on him? I don't know. What are you, what are you going to, yeah. I, I don't know, whatever. You think they and, store uh, that where you're sleeping? <laughs> One, two more things that I loved. So those are my gripes. The military things are my gripes. You talked about the old Optimus voice. Um, The very first transformation we see, uh, they use, actually, they use it like twice in the movie. They use the old school Transformers noise, like the. uh, Oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They threw that in and I lost it. I freaked, like, I then capital letters, like, they use the sound. Yeah, it was awesome. I loved that and seeing the old web browsers for like eBay oh, and Yahoo, yeah. <laughs> seeing them search the internet in 2007, I felt like I felt like an old like, decrepit when, person. When you're watching the movie, <laughs> it doesn't really date itself until then. That and like the cell phone use. The cell, phones, cell phones always. Yes. Cell phone use is always going to do that in every movie from like now to the dawn of time. As long as we just keep in me- keep making them rectangular and touchscreen for the next you know forty years, I think we'll be fine. But yeah, as soon as you see those like slide up phones and like yeah, it, that's when you kind of you're like okay, uh, this is this is back then. This is back in the day. Yes. A yeah. uh, uh, couple gripes. I mean, nothing really crazy. I will say Optimus Prime does take his sweet time when he inevitably they capture Bumblebee in that yes. like little quarry or whatever that is. They take him away, and he and Optimus Prime picks up the glasses that have the blueprint right to find wherever the allspark is it's like flat it's like etched into the glasses the next time you see him it's morning sun's up and he finally does it why would your first why would he just instantly do it why what are you waiting somewhere safe come on they had to get somewhere safe come on you're they seemed pretty chill at the time they weren't sneaking around anymore it seemed like the coast was clear Ah. There was military around. All right. I feel like you're making some excuses for this film. I am. Uh, I am. He wanted to wait for his boys. They were safe. Uh, And one more thing. When Megatron comes to, obviously the Autobots, when they land on Earth, they learn the the language from the internet. 
they surf the web. Megatron knows the language off rip. He's like, I'm alive and I'm talking human, right? Now we're just He'd been he'd been there for two generations. Frozen! What does he listen what does he got? Like access to the internet in his frozen capacity? I don't know. Like unless they were like feeding him it somehow. I don't know. Maybe he was alive. I don't maybe he was awake. I don't know what uh frozen robots can hear. You should. I thought that's why I brought you on to talk about oh, this. I thought you were I, like the foremost oops, I the foremost expert. Lied on my resume. Jesus. All right, that's <laughs> we'll have to talk about that later. But also when they're fighting in the city, his plan he basically says it out loud. He's like, the plan was to just use human technology to take over the, the universe, right? Or like just use yeah. that. But he showed up on Earth a thousand years ago. Yeah. What technology were you going to transform? What, whatever was there. There a, a stick? Fire? What, I don't know what you're going to get. A horse? Uh, look, man, he just wanted the AllSpark. The AllSpark was on Earth. Okay. All right. So he went to Earth, and he was like, yo, if they've got sticks and muskets, I'm turning sticks and muskets against them. I mean, a stick wouldn't work. Right. But okay, that's fair. Uh, and then one other thing, I, I'll say one thing nice about this before we get into the draft because I, I don't want to. I don't want to come off as stingy. I do love this movie. I wouldn't have nominated it if I didn't. I think it's a good movie. I think it's actually. I think it's a great movie. Just for, as far as mm-hmm. fun, like cinematically, if you're coming in here trying to give it like an Oscar, or it's not going to work. Like you know what I mean? You're not no. going. No one's going to get anything for that. But I think special effects. They actually did get a couple nominations for some stuff. Obviously. I think so. Obviously. I think so. Yeah. But. I just thought it's a fun movie. That's why I want. That's why I like it a lot. So I'm going to say something nice so it, it doesn't look like I'm just poo-pooing it, which I do for a lot of movies. Uh, I think <laughs> I think if you go back every movie, uh, every single movie that we do. Every, every movie. Uh, I thought it was really cool how they took the Transformers, they took Autobots, they took Decepticons, and they found a way to weave their existence into human history. And they do yes. that throughout throughout every movie that they wind up doing it. And I just think that's really cool how they like all technology came from Megatron's existence on Earth. You know what I mean? Like I just think yeah. like their advancements that that we've got today are because of this. Uh, what was the other one? They, the, the Hoover Dam was built specifically to house Megatron. Yep. I think that that was pretty cool. Yeah, just the yeah. way that they they wound up weaving that in. So you're kind of it's kind of believable. Like the Mars footage as well. Like when they see the footage of Mars from that rover. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that uh, that's fun for me. I like that a lot. It was. No, it, they they did a good job of like making it not too abstract or it's just like, boom, aliens on Earth. Right, right. That's a fun way to, to incorporate it because you're like, I learned that in history class and, and they didn't show me the rest of the footage. <laughs> they didn't show yeah. me any footage. That could be real. You know, it's, they tried to make it a little <laughs> believable. They put the extra effort in. I, I was going through my notes. I did see one more. I, it's a small gripe. It's not really an actual gripe. Um, but the serious parts of this movie, they feel you mentioned like the movie doesn't date itself. But like when you have those scenes where the military is trying to be extra serious and they're saying those things, that feels very early 2000s. Like there's just some you you said it yourself. This movie is fun. Yeah. But then there's these like stretches of like five minutes where they're trying to be extra serious. Yeah. And it just doesn't feel like it fits this movie. Thanks at for all. that, Michael Bay. Your your effects and explosions are fantastic. <laughs> But stay away from the dialogue and the uh, and the, the military <laughs> conflict. We didn't need that. We didn't want all that, but we got it. And and it's still it's like I said, it's still a fun movie. All right, let's get into the draft because we we're getting four picks a piece, so this is going to take a little while. But we want to get in. Yes. Oh, also before we do it, well, let me just get in the draft. We'll we'll say it on the other side of the noise. So the rules that we that I guess I should say I did because I picked the film and I feel like we needed to lay the ground rules out. There's a lot of automobiles in this movie. A lot of, lot of like jets, planes, everything. Tra- trains, planes, and automobiles. Yes, that's so. We had to put a limit. I put a two vehicle maximum on our picks. So we have four picks. 
two picks can't be vehicles. So at least we can dive a little bit deeper into actual movie props, tangible props. Not that the cars aren't major parts of the film, but I don't want us opening up a car. We're not Bobby Bolivia, bro. We're not going to open up a car dealership of movie props. Manny. <laughs> Manny. Yeah, come on. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, rest in peace, uh, Bernie Mac. We miss you. Uh, okay, so I will be picking first, and, and with those stipulations in mind, I don't think I'm going to go vehicle first. I think it would be oh, that's fine. it would be very easy to go easy to go vehicle yeah. first, but I think there's obviously something I I don't know if you know where I'm going with this. I feel like you might. Uh, Doyle, you're you're falling right into my plans. It's okay. Oh, really? So all right, never mind. I'm picking no. a car, everybody. Uh, he, <laughs> he got me. Uh, no, okay. So first pick, I'm gonna write it down. I actually did rank these props. I usually just come with a, a list, but there were so many, and I, I just wanted to kind of organize it. I actually took the time to to rank them specifically, so it kind of made it a little easier on myself. But okay, number one overall, it's the thing everybody wants. Everybody wants this, and whether they want to destroy it, whether they want to, you know, take over the whole universe with it, I'm taking yes. the little itty bitty baby tiny all spark square cube. Are you are you sure that's what you want first? Yep, I'm confident. I want it. Obviously, okay. I can't take the massive one. First off, that's CGI. That's not real. Also, yeah. nothing on Earth could hold that. It's too big. If it was real, yeah. uh, except for the Hoover Dam, apparently. But no, I, when when uh, Bumblebee touches the All Spark, it shrinks down, which looked really cool. Actually, it looked kind of bunch of bunch of cubes just kind of folded into each other. I want the one you see at the end of the movie. You see it throughout. I mean, obviously, the, it's gets a buttload of screen time, and then it gets shoved into uh, Megatron's chest, then killing him. Spoiler alert: If you haven't seen the film, we're you know thirty minutes into this podcast, you probably should have stopped and watched the film. Uh, but yeah, I think the AllSpark, it's a no-brainer. I don't know how you feel about it. I'll get your thoughts here in a second. But I, I think I had to I had to take that first overall because it's the whole point. It, it gives these things life. And that's it. That's 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 a no-brainer for me. It's a good first pick. It's a good first pick. You you It's a no. It's it's honestly it's the first thing I've written down on my list. Okay. But so, I mean, first that's, thing that's... written down. I'm I want to ask you though, would you have taken it if you had first pick overall? You can be honest with me. If you didn't take that, I was taking it next. Oh, okay. Well, that's fair. Okay. Yeah. That's all I needed to hear. That, I'm yeah, fine. 100%. I feel good about myself. You got me, got me, you actually, you're in my head a little bit. I don't like that. Oh, oh I try. This is psychological. Yeah, I don't like this that. This is for fun for you? Yeah, I was just trying to have this... a good time and you're out here. Oh, no. You got the wrong guy. Yeah, you're trying to ruin my night. Uh, but all right, oh, second yes. overall, at least I know at third pick, I'm feeling pretty good. I feel, I feel good at third, no matter what you do here. I feel I feel like we said this is a deep draft. I feel pretty good no matter yeah. what with everything going on. Yeah, I'm just gonna take Bumblebee. Give me that Camaro. Which me one? That beautiful. No. See, I thought about <laughs> this, and having the old one would be nice. And I liked that they took the time to show you the Autobot emblem on the uh, on the on the um wow the steering, the steering wheel? wheel. Yes, you have one of those. Thank you. Most cars do. I wanted to say the driving column oh, or sure. steering column. Yeah. I was getting very specific. Give me that new, you know, that, that new, new, new shiny. I want that new, new dude. I, I don't, I can't express to you how bad this movie. Because my first few cars were were kind of junkers. I wish my car could just scan another car on the highway oh. and turn into a completely different car it would definitely be awesome uh it would make things a lot easier yeah. i think for everybody if they just could buy one vehicle forever and it just kept doing that that would be great uh and this yes. is obviously obviously a great pick i'm not going to knock it in any way i think what, what i wrote down in the notes and this is one thing i wanted to get to they forced obviously general motors they signed on product placement throughout the film gm cars all over the place they i think they wound up saving 
like almost three or three to five million dollars on production because GM was actually they actually gave them hundreds of vehicles. A lot of them like decommissioned, like water damaged, like they were already going to get scrapped, but they just Mm -hmm. threw some wheels on it and said, here, destroy this Michael Bay. And they did like they were practical explosions on these vehicles, buses, everything. And I thought that was actually pretty cool. I mean, you, you that's very cool. Product placement, yes. Like there were scenes where you're like, this is a blatant commercial. Like when they're driving in the desert and like it's literally like, uh, Chevy Camaro, buy one now. Visit your local yeah. dealership. Uh yeah. They do slam it over your head. However, I was willing to accept it because that Camaro was so sick. And at the time they it weren't released. So good. That was the that concept. Was the first one. That was the first time. Yep. That was a concept. And that was the that that's what they wound up releasing. And they when they came out with it, they did actually you could buy a Bumblebee version of the Camaro. Yeah. I freaking loved it. I thought it was the coolest thing. And and that's that's a good pick. That's a so uh, were you gonna take new or old Bumblebee uh, with your pick? I'll tell you uh, when my when I select right now. So are we moving on from that? I think uh, I think that's a good pick. I'm I'm happy. For it's you. a it's a beautiful car. Uh, let me cross it off on my list so I know it's gone. Uh, it says I, I have it written number three. Uh, on my list. Oh, very nice. Okay. So I'm going to get my top two picks. That's fine. It's the 1990 or 1977 Camaro, the the original That's... Bobby Bolivia special. I'm taking it. It's a, ni- a 1997 uh, or 19. I keep saying 97. 1977. It's a Z28. I've always loved that. Like since a kid. It was a beautiful car. Since a kid, I liked it a lot. And it, obviously, it's a little. It's it's a little beat up. You know, a little rusted, a little if, paint. If the paint job was a little better, I was taking the model. Like the look of it, I loved. The paint job killed it for me. I didn't want it looking just like that. But it, if it if it had less rust, so you're saying I'm, you're I'm taking, taking this it. thing out for a drive. I'm saying I'm looking it's a it movie too. prop, and and it's still it's the most important. And of but I don't want in my showroom a rusty car. But it's not. Is it really rust though? Is it real rust or was it like? Oh, it's custom, custom, custom paint. rust. Okay, Bobby. It's custom. Okay, Bobby. Yeah, it's okay, custom Bobby. paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Racing stripes, yeah. man. Uh, no, I feel really good about it. This was the one I would have picked first, and if you would have asked me in 2007 after the film, which which car, no brainer would have been the one you picked. Be- mm-hmm. But I'm now numb to Camaros, right? Like, I mean, I've driven yes. one. I, my dad had one for a while. They're awesome. I, I love the, I love the Camaros. I've just always loved this one more. Before the Camaros came back, these were my favorite Camaros. This 1977 was always my favorite body style. I just freaking love that classic look. And, and the fact that it is part of movie history, it's going to look good in my garage. That's all I'm saying. So I'm, I'm easy picking yeah. that number two. It will. It will. Well, it's number three overall, number two for me. So I'm taking that. And now the ball's back in your court. We both selected one half of our vehicle quota. So there, it's back to you. Well, uh, something that I think it was an awesome prop, and you could actually see this in real life. Uh, it's not very hard to find. Is uh, I want the Megatron head and torso. Oh, oh. Is that a thing? Yes. Is that tangible? It isn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, the... Right. Uh, so if you actually go to Universal Studios, you go on the Transformers ride. Oh yeah. Um, you could actually see the Megatron head and torso. It's it's the end of the ride. So that is that is what I want. Um, that's a good pick. So yeah, no, that's for that's, sure a good pick. Obviously, Megatron is the the bad guy in the film. He's I didn't I didn't even realize that wasn't even on my list because I honestly just thought 100% CGI the entire movie. But no. if you're telling me that there's a freaking head and chest out there of of Megatron, that's a no brainer. 
Yeah. That's a no-brainer. That's, that's an easy pick. That's uh that is that is what I want. Okay. All right. Let me jot that down real quick. Actually, I mean I don't have to cross it off, so it's fine. Uh Megatron. I'm just going to write Megatron. You get the whole guy. So you're you're not going back-to-back vehicles. That's unlike you. I thought for I, sure you'd build the lot up quickly. I have to keep you off your game. Okay. You have to be on your toes at all times. All right. So let me look let me look. I'm going to get I think I I ranked these. So I don't know why this this shouldn't be hard. I'm going to go with my number four on my list because you took number three. I'm going to take Archibald Witwicky's eyeglasses. Glasses. The etched okay. eyeglasses that uh, that give the location of the AllSpark, which they, by the way, they moved. They moved the location of the AllSpark since they were etched into the glasses, so technically they shouldn't they? have been able to find it. But that's, you know, that's, I'm not, it's not a gripe. It's just logistics. It uh, doesn't really make any sense. However... Very big part of the movie. Obviously, it's right away. Like, in the, the first scene you see Sam Witwicky, he's trying to hawk it. He's selling it on eBay as Ladies Man 617 or whatever the number is. He's trying to sell that. I don't understand. It's his great-grandfather. That's a family heirloom. His parents are just okay with him trying to sell it for dollars on eBay. Or they probably don't even know. There's yeah, no way I they don't. know. So, anyway, I'm, I'm definitely picking that. It's a big part of the film. It's obviously not a big prop. It's not like huge or anything, so you can display glasses. But it, we do have, I think, if you go back and we put this down to, to on the list, I think we do have a lot of glasses overall in the movie propcast. So like we draft automobiles, and if we see glasses, we're we're going after them. But I'm taking Archibald Witwicky's etched eyeglasses. They're very important to the film. Uh, not as important as the All Spark, but it's right up there with it. Those those are honestly my second pick. I decided to drop it cuz I thought I thought you were once you saw the frozen Megatron, I thought you were definitely going to try to steal that. That was very much No. No. That's I, I wasn't on my list. I mean I I didn't even think about it. That would definitely have been it definitely would have been up there if I could got the husk of Megatron. Yeah. But, all, right. all right. So you're up. You're, no, that's you that's pick 6. You've already got pick? you've already got the Bumblebee 2007 uh Camaro concept and then you have the Megatron bust. I'm going to call it a bust. I'll take the the bust of Megatron. So uh, let's see. I've got some thinking to do right now. Okay. All right. Uh, here, um, let me help you with some of my uh, things that I wrote down. Um, okay, yeah. Let me, let me hear them. Uh, Sam's shoes. Uh, I think they're, they're Converse's or something. Or no, maybe they're, I don't know, K-Swiss or something. It doesn't matter. Just pick his shoes. No? no okay. okay. So... I wish I could get these things as a pair. We're going to have to discuss this. Mm. You do always ask for a mile. <laughs> I do. I do. You give me yeah. an inch, Rand. Give me, go, an, give me an inch. Go ahead. Go for it. All right. There's another uh, little little critter. At one point at the end, they're in the military base, and they're having a fight with that little robot that managed to infiltrate. Yes, yes. And that little robot starts throwing around these nice little shuriken ninja stars. Yeah, yeah, okay. I like those. You just like the stars? You don't like the... You don't... I like the robot, You too. like the robot. <laughs> okay. All right. So what, so what are you picking? I'm going to need, like, a confident selection from you. So, so, so... I mean, does the robot come with the star since it's its weapon? Okay, so it's on my list. I'll tell you that right now. It, it's the uh, I wrote it down as the Air Force One boombox Decepticon uh, <laughs> because it is. It's a boombox. <laughs> it 
what? It was a boombox. Uh, <laughs> and and when it and when they showed it in the wires and it was very clearly a prop. Yeah. Oh, just... when it was like standing in front of the server, it was like definitely yeah. real. So so yeah, I would imagine whatever's attached to it, I I would I would let you throw in those little stars. Uh, I mean, it's part of it. It's part. He's got okay. them in there somewhere. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's hundred percent. So, so I want that little boombox Air Force One robot throwing shurikens at people. All right. Like, like I'm going to have it displayed and the shurikens are going to be on invisible string. Ooh. And it's going to look like it's throwing the shurikens. Yeah. I like that. All right. Look at you, yeah. you little arts and crafts major. Uh, yeah. Okay. Now, that's good. That's a good one for sure. And this kind of begs the question. This kind of gets me into my, not my next pick. It's just something I want to talk about, about the AllSpark and its powers. A... Why do they immediately become hostile? How do you make an Autobot? You, yeah. How do you make an Autobot? How do you make a happy robot? Yeah. I don't understand. Like, why did that girl's car instantly try to rip her eyes out? Yes. Why? I don't understand how there are good robots if the AllSpark, the creator of life for Transformers, is only putting out assholes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what is that? Yeah. I don't understand. I don't either. I don't okay. You, I thought again. I thought you were the expert on this. I'm sorry, uh, everybody listening. Well, I, thought, I can. Yeah. You know what? Using my expertise, how about okay, this? Okay, here we go. In Beast Wars, ah. when yes, okay, when so you remember when they first land on the planet and they're all naked robots? Yeah, absolutely. So something like that does happen in Beast Wars. So they stay inside of a pod, and the pod will scan like a nearby animal or vehicle or whatever. Whoever gets to the pod first be it an Autobot or a Decepticon or a Terabot in the case of Beast Wars, they can kind of input their their print on it. So they can get to a pod and they could be like, this is going to be an Autobot now. Some that land, like obviously Optimus was already good, Bumblebee was already good, like those guys already have lineage. Right. A fresh, brand new one, it's up for the taking. Like, you can kind of just, like, corrupt it. Okay, so using that logic, yes. theoretically, walk with me here, uh, Optimus yes. Prime Walking. takes the Alt Spark and just starts, yes. like, throwing it at refrigerators. Theoretically, they should all start trying to feed you and be friendly. Okay, all right. That's Theor- Theoretically. I'm just saying, I mean, how how cool would it have been if he just starts using the AllSpark and just starts making good guys, you know, an army? Yes. Why do the good guys never get an army? That's what I don't understand. Or, or what if all of the technology is just mad because they've been slaves forever? Yeah, okay, that is really scary, though, that, like, you can put in a cell phone and it and it, it turns into a monster and has, has like, ammunition and, like, explosives. Yes. And you're like, what was yeah, that doing it, in yeah, there? Yeah, where did it come from? What was that doing in there? Uh, yeah, I don't understand how they wind up doing that. But, again, you don't have to. It's science fiction. It's all craziness. And uh, that was just one thing I just didn't really understand, the power of the AllSpark. And how it made no matter what, like like somehow it, it came across this boombox, or did or did that that was an already alive Decepticon that found a boombox? You never know. What came first, the boombox or the Decepticon? I think it scanned a boombox. Okay, all right. And then also scanning things. Uh, listen, now now I'm on a tangent here. Scanning yeah, things. I love that we, they found. How they, he found a Camaro that just happened to be yellow and black with the same stripes, and was also completely unreleased at the time. Yeah. Wait, somebody just the only one. somebody just happened to be driving the one concept uh, Camaro around. But the other ones went out, and I know obviously you got to suspend your disbelief because it's GM, and you, you they have to get the, that branding in there. But really, GM, you're gonna hawk the Pontiac Solstice. That's the that's the pinnacle of your line, dude. You're gonna r- rip on Jazz right now. Look, I'm just saying, didn't he die? He got ripped apart, bro. 
Well, that's because he was small, but he was a lieutenant, sir. Give him his respect. I'm just saying, bro. You got to. Jazz was hit. He could have picked the Hummer next to it. Why wouldn't you pick the bigger vehicle? I know there was already a Hummer, the ambulance he's Hummer. He's sleek. He's stealth. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. Next to it was, oh, all, I will say, goodness. this is, and this is like a, a, a definitely a, a mid 2000s gripe, but comparatively, I'd rather have a Saturn Sky. Uh, they're like the same vehicle, Pontiac Solstice, Saturn Sky. They were right next to each other. You could have picked the Saturn Sky, uh, but I, I was a fan of jazz. That Pontiac was very nice. Okay. Anyway, that was it. That, that's really all I got. I <laughs> thought it was really convenient that they all scanned just obscenely unique vehicles uh, yes. that you would never see. It, it, you know what I mean? If it was, if this was real life, it would have been a Prius. Everybody would have been a Prius or uh, <laughs> or a lifted truck or something. You know what I mean? Like it would have been so dumb. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's uh, let's move on. I'm stalling. Uh, we each have one more pick. We each have one yes. more vehicle slot. And and now I'm kind of thinking like I I need to fill it. Like I have two extremely important. I, I just I just crapped on the Pontiac Solstice, so I think you know I'm not picking that. Uh, <laughs> I I picked two extremely important actual tangible props. The all the all spark cube and the glasses that uh, obviously are a huge impact both on the film. I just said that 15 times in a row. For the vehicle, I thought the only other vehicle in this film that I saw and I was like, that's kind of awesome. I'm going to have to take, brace yourself. Oh, hold on. I'm, I say brace yourself, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out where I wrote this down. Barricade. The 2011 Barricade. Dude, Mustang. Dude, that police car? Yeah, the Mustang. Yeah. Uh, apparently, this is the, this is, I looked it up. This is the exact model of the vehicle. I have to say it. It's a mouthful. 2007 Saline Mustang S281 Extreme. I when that thing almost ran Sam over out and it started its headlights yeah. came out. I was like, okay, I kind of <laughs> want that. It just looked <laughs> awesome. It just looked awesome. Yeah. It had no business being that cool, and it was just a badass vehicle. Uh, I will say one thing I didn't understand about uh, after the whole Air Force One scene, there were shots fired on the plane that's harboring our president. Uh, obviously, there's commotion. They land at the airport. bunch of bunch of people show up. Police. Whatever, FBI, I don't know who shows up for that. How did this vehicle get clearance? I don't it know. Just, it just strolls up. No one's like, yo, that, that car is kind of sick. Who, who's is that? who is that? It's just this yeah. glitchy human like hologram behind the wheel. Yeah. Nobody stopped to talk to him. I don't know. No. Anyway, that's another gripe. But anyway, that car so, is badass. It's, in, it's now in my garage. So when you display it, do you display it just as the car? Do you have like the headlights coming out with like the claws and the? I pull the headlights out, bro. I pull I them out. I was gonna say because oh, yeah. that's how that's how I pictured it when I when I wrote it down. I wrote it down and then I actually erased it. It just depends on how lie. big my garage is. You know what I mean? If I have to walk, if I have to walk around the sticks coming Doyle. out, I'll push them in. The, you know, the the garage is as big as you want it to be. Oh my god, it's a it's a one car garage. I'm okay. like a den animal, you know. I like my tight space. You, you are. No, uh, you no, are. okay, I, for sure. Then yeah, the, the, the headlights will be as we jutting out. So was that was that on your list? I need to. I like how I need. I immediately I, need I, the I verification. Took it, I took it off my list. Mm, okay. I had it and then I erased. Okay. It. All right. So you have the last pick. You do have one vehicle slot. You don't have to do it. It's not a requirement. It's not a minimum. It's a maximum. But you're the the, the field is open right now for you. I'm a little torn. Okay. I would love to go another vehicle, but. If I want another vehicle, it'd be a vehicle for the sake of being a vehicle. And like, honestly, I gave you that one. I, I would, gave you that one slot. So you're like, I need to take this, right? It'd be dumb not to. No. Yeah, but like the only other thing I would really want would be like Megatron as a ship, but he was never actually a prop. He was purely CGI'd. Right. Starscream as a ship was just a. It was. It was cool. It was a Blackhawk, but 
I think with my last pick, I'm going to go a little off the beaten path a little bit. I kind of enjoyed... I'm making sure that I want to do this before I say this it. This is it. The last pick. You're this. I mean, we can always talk about what ifs afterwards, but this is the last pick. I think I'm going to go with that F, the <laughs> S7 military uniform that he was wearing on the Hoover Dam, like oh, the blackout with the beret yeah, you're talking about and, Simmons, and the right? vest. Yeah. Okay. Simmons was decked out he, in that scene. Okay. He did look like a baller there. All right. I was like, that's, he yeah. Was, he looked pretty awesome with it. Yeah. The, the cap and everything. He did. Yes. He had the, he had the, uh, he had the, um, the badges on everything or the patches. Yeah. He had the S7 patch on his hat, on his chest. I think it was on his arm. Like he was decked out in that outfit. So I, I jokingly had the S7 t-shirt that he had when they made him strip. <laughs> yeah, and he had his name then, on the back of it. He, he wrote yes. Simmons on the back. Yeah, he was in a ridiculous outfit. Yeah. But but then I saw him on the Hoover Dam, and I was like, nope, that's it. I want that. Mm. That outfit was sick, and it's only going to be from this movie. S7 isn't anything Yeah, else. and they disbanded it uh, in this in this universe after this film. They said uh, no more no more Sector 7 nonsense Yeah. Uh, because yep. obviously it's public knowledge of what's happening, so now everybody's like, it's not a secret anymore. They literally just saw alien robots. Like, how do you hide that? Yeah. Uh, you need the men in black for that. Uh, and they don't have it in this universe as far as I Yet. As far as I know. Yes. Uh, mm, would yeah. have been interesting. But, uh, okay. Jo- Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum. Yeah, stop it. End. That's the sequel. It's Transformers <laughs> and Men in Black. They're like, anybody else want to jump in this? We'll just try to get you. Oh, my God. No. Okay, so let me recap the draft. Uh, number one overall, AllSpark, uh, the AllSpark Tiny Cube. I, that was selected by me, uh, just so you know. Uh, I did that. Tyler, you picked the Bumblebee 2007 Camaro concept, obviously a badass vehicle. I, and like I said, it's it's the most iconic from the film. The nostalgia in me of loving the Chevy Camaro before this movie came out made me want to pick this next one, which was the 1977 Camaro Z28. You picked Megatron's bust, head and chest, knees and toes were not included, um, sadly. And then no. I picked Archibald Witwicky's glasses. You picked the boombox Air Force One, Decepticon, Ninja Star throwing, little 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 buddy. Uh, yeah. I pick Barricade, the Saline Mustang, and you pick Agent Simmons, Sector Seven wardrobe. Final scene. Well, that was so. Was sick. it final scene? That, that was, was final. It was end of movie. Yeah. Yeah, end of movie. Okay. All right. That's a pretty solid draft. I mean, obviously there were things left off, but did you did you have anything off the top of your head? I wrote down a lot of Archibald Witwicky stuff, and I only yeah. picked the glasses, obviously. But so I I have written down um, the newspaper with the symbols on it, the newspaper article yeah. that had Archibald Witwicky on yep. it. Um, I had the Biatch air freshener. Yeah, that was funny. In his car I, with with the disco ball. I pause this movie a lot. Obviously, I pause every movie that we do a lot because I'm I'm taking notes and just I'm not really paying attention to what what I'm looking at when I pause it. But when I looked back up, I was like, that thing say Biatch. That thing's kind of awesome. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. That was very funny. And uh, I actually had Jazz, the Pontiac that you wanted to poo-poo on. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't. I didn't want to. I, I did. Yes, oh. and uh, I I decided that have it never had anything that made it distinctive. Like you said, it was a Pontiac. Whereas the Chevy that was Bumblebee was just like you know what that. Oh, is. you look at it one look and you're like that. That's it. it, it yeah, yes, the Solstice but, was just like they just took it off the dealership. Somebody, somebody. That's probably somebody on set's car. They're like, you yeah. Drive one of these? All right, can we use it? We're going to destroy it in scene two. Yeah. You good with that? Yeah. 
So I uh, I mentioned the S7 t-shirt already. I also had written down the S7 badge when they take Simmons' badge. I wrote the badge. I wrote the badge as well. He flashes it he up did. in people's face uh, every time he busts in. He busted into the home of the Witwickies, and he was just flapping yep. it in people's faces. I was like, you can, that's the best part about having a badge is you can just do whatever you want and throw it in people's and face. So- and something that I actually wrote down and took off again was when they're freezing Bumblebee down. Right. Uh, there is actually a scene where that is a practical effect and not CGI'd, where it's like a frozen Ooh. yellow Bumblebee. They, okay, th- so was, there was, was a flamethrower in this movie, but you want the ice thrower. You would have picked the <laughs> ice thrower? Is that it? That's what we're doing? Uh, no, the, the frozen Bumblebee. Oh, you wanted the frozen. Oh, I thought you were talking about the gun that they were using no. to shoot little, like, like ice at him. I mean that that was cool too, right. but no, no. The the frozen there was a scene there was like one still where he was actually a practical effect right. of the bumblebee. But you don't want to have like display yeah. sad frozen bumblebee in your no, home. No, no, no. That's, that's why I didn't choose yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But you want no. dead Megatron. Uh that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Uh okay, yeah. so yeah, the Witwicky stuff you nailed. Um I also wrote down the binocular cameras. Like the it's like yeah. I, I actually wasn't a fan of that item. I was wondering why Tyrese was trying to use binoculars twenty feet under. Right, he's right a there, and he's. I, then I realized, oh wait, that's a camera. Yeah, that's the only way to I, get it. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, I didn't realize it was a camera until he said I took a picture of it. I was like, why are you doing this right yeah. now? Yeah, he's like, I want to get real close, see the innards of this thing. Uh, no, yeah. no, that was very interesting. But obviously, it was low on my list. I didn't really. That was something. The disco ball. You said the biatch thing. I said the disco ball because he does make reference to it <laughs> in the car. He's like, yeah. he, when he's flexing to her, he's like, yeah, I added yeah. the disco ball. Uh, he's just trying to be a man, I guess. Uh, that's it was. He was really laying it on thick there. The scorpion Decepticon tail that's uh, left yes. behind, and they're actually like breaking it down later in the film. You see it again. That that was a ta- that's actually something I had on my list. Pretty high. I was like, I might actually get to that, but I didn't. You can. I think you can see that also. Have you ridden the Transformers yes. ride in Universal? Yeah. Yep. I think I know the All Spark is there. I know another version of a Spark is there. I want to say the tail is there, but I'm not positive. Hmm. There is an Optimus out front. Yeah. I think that's like what's really cool. Optimus. What's really cool about uh, Universal Orlando, and obviously we're getting paid to say this, not really. Yeah. But that they do have that. Like they have the DeLorean from Back to the one, one of the. The, the actual production DeLoreans from Back to the Future is out there as well. They have a bunch of other props, and in, in, obviously you can see them in cases. The Men in Black ride, I think, has something afterwards in the little shop. Yeah. There's so many cool things that you can find in there, especially for people. If you listen to this podcast, you would love to see just going around and, and, and messing around with Universal. But I guess that's the benefit of being a movie production company that also has a theme park, you know, which I guess Disney yes. is too, right? So, like, what what's going on over there? They probably have it. They actually... No, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Universal again. Universal actually has a designated <laughs> store, and it's like the Universal Prop Store. Like they actually have you you like I, we could have we okay we saw it. We weren't gonna pay thousands of dollars for it, but we could have got like a Triceratops head from the from the original Jurassic Park ride that they had for really? sale in there. They had so many cool things for sale that are pieces of rides that they decommissioned or remodeled. And I'm sure that there's probably a lot more in there now that they just redid the the Jurassic Park ride. And all that stuff, they updated it to Jurassic World. There's probably a lot more cool stuff in there too, but yeah. that's not feature film stuff. That's not film prop. That's still it's still a part of history. If you're a fan of Universal, that's a cool place you can stop by and uh, and check out. Uh, I will say before we get out of here, there are a couple things on the Prop Store website. Uh, it's PropStore.com. You can check it out for this movie, Transformers. Uh, one is approximately going to sell for thirty-five thousand dollars. And it is the animatronic scorponic head. 
So the head of the scorpion, uh, I didn't even realize that was a practical effect. When you look at I this, I, I had no idea. Uh, but it was animatronic at some point. I feel like with Michael Bay, they probably did a lot of practical effects, and then afterwards he was like, clean it up. Clean it up with a little CGI. You know what I mean? And everybody who took the time yeah. to build these detailed effects and, and, and props is like, dude, you didn't even get to see. You didn't really get to see the action. Uh, but no, this thing actually looks really cool. And it shows the part. I don't know if you noticed in the movie when they, when they were trying to shoot this thing apart, obviously, in the desert. There like is an armor plate that just flaps over its eyes whenever it's getting shot. Both mm-hmm. armor plates are attached to this. It's it's on a stick. Cool. It's badass. This thing's pretty sweet. I don't know that I'd pay thirty five thousand dollars for it, but you know, good luck to them. Maybe they'll sell it. Actually, I should reach out to them. Maybe they'll they'll let us do a giveaway. They'll just throw it our way, and yeah. we'll do a thirty five thousand dollars. Thirty five thousand dollars. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's fair. Uh, uh-huh. And then the other thing is the score. It's another piece of the Scorponic uh, Decepticon. It's a section of the tail much smaller they want two grand for it but yeah it's 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 a much smaller segment it's not the whole length of the tail um but it's still it's screen used you can obviously tell people like yo this is this was in transformers but these are actively for sale right now so i think that's really cool um as opposed to somebody owning it in their collection which by the way we, i'm in the process of, of of talking to some people about i say some people collectors that actually have props and we're trying to i'm going to try to align Maybe them to come on of one that we do that actually applies to some of their collection. We can get some some takes from them and see what they're actually out there collecting. Because we, I don't know about you, have you bought anything yet? No. So I, I keep looking at the prop store or propstore.com to see if there's anything crazy. I'm going to bite the bullet on something. It won't be the Scorponic <laughs> head, but I want to have something from a movie I love. And no matter, maybe I'm going to have to, it can't be like a big blockbuster because obviously financially that will, well. I, I could go for broke. Yeah, I mean, I got treat, a family. Yeah, let me treat myself. Treat. Uh, just like, you know, it's like six months pay. No big deal. I'll try it out. <laughs> anyway, Tyler, this has been fun. Uh, obviously, we'll be doing this again soon. You'll be picking the next film. I will. You can check us out at Movie Propcast. And like I said, you just listened to this whole thing. If you wanted to watch us, or if you are watching us, thank you. But if you wanted to watch us, uh, it's on YouTube. You can search the Movie Propcast. Hit us with the subscribe there. If you're listening, uh, wherever you're listening to the podcast, uh, please hit us with a subscription there, maybe a like, wherever you're at. I don't know what your podcast provider does. But you can also rate (laughs) us and review us as well on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That would be mucho appreciated. Uh, And uh, you know I'm cultured because I said mucho. Is that how that works? Oh, no. Send us out. Oh, okay. All right. Let me tap dance on out of here. That didn't actually happen. Uh, We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening. And uh, and, and we, we love you. Love, love, love you. See love you later. Is it real? <laughs> I don't know.